When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Scott Benjamin. I'm the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And my name is Ben Bolin. Uh, I hang with Scott with Thickest Thieves. When I'm not writing videos, I am here on this show, Car Stuff. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I wonder where you're going with that. I did too. Yeah, I, I, was... thought, I thought you were going to come up with another uh, job title or something like that. Oh, no. You know what? I I talked to Human Resources, and it turns out that I probably should just stick with with the main job that i have <laughs> you can't be paid for all those jobs is what you're saying right it turns out that it is actually not kosher for me to go around appointing myself to various <laughs> positions of responsibility in the office i see so you're not really ceo anymore you, you had self-appointed yourself ceo i believe yeah it yeah. turns out that <clears throat> That's a very good question, Scott. Called several meetings. I did, and fired some people. <laughs> fired a couple. They're back. <laughs> They're back because I'm not actually a CEO. Yeah. Water under the bridge, my friend. Yeah. Um. So, sorry, I threw you there. Yeah. You, you know what? I was just thinking about my CEO days, but I'm, yeah. I'm back. I, what I want to talk about today, if you're cool with it, is something that we have not fully addressed on our show before. We've done. How many vehicles have we done, Scott? We've done ten or twelve. Ten or twelve. Uh, we've done different engines. We've done different, you know, boats, submarines. Looked at planes, rockets. We have yet to look at bicycles. True. Furthermore, we have yet to look at human-powered vehicles. Mm. Bicycles fit right in there, don't they? They do. Yeah, very they good. They do. So, what, where do you want well, to go with this? I mean, man, there's. If you're talking about human-powered vehicles, there's a. I mean. A huge list of things that we can include in this, right? Yeah, yes, sir. All right, so we're not talking about just bicycles. No, we're talking about anything that you can what push, pull. Yeah, anything that you can take um, that you can directly convert human energy or activity into a force of transportation. I guess. All right, okay. that sounded pretty good. Yeah, it actually did. Oh, thanks. Yeah, official. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Um, we actually, I've I've got a little rundown. I'll, I'll do. We're, we're talking about things like the kick scooter, 
We're oh, talking yeah. about roller skating. Roller uh-huh. skates are a human-powered Hang vehicle. Hang on a second. Let me check these off my list as you go. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Go right ahead. No, I just don't want to double up, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, also, all these variations of cycles. I'm mm-hmm. going to leave. I know you've got some probably good ones up your sleeve. I've got a couple. Yeah? Okay. A couple, yeah. And uh, I also went ahead and counted um, canoes and kayaks. Oh, very good. Very good. So, uh, yeah, so you're talking about, uh, some watercraft. Mm-hmm. What about the, uh, the pedal boats? Remember those oh, that you rent yeah, on vacation? Yes. Or, or you can buy them, I guess, for your own property if you have a little pond or something. Or in my, my case, you could always try in vain to talk your parents or your friends into going on one with you. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I had, uh, I, I've had some bad experiences on pedal boats before. They just don't seem to work. I, I for you or yeah, just for in me? General? No, I mean, I, I can remember being, a small kid, mm-hmm. you know, on vacation somewhere where there's a lake and, you know, we try one out and you know, we try to go across the, the little bay area there and yeah. you know, you've got the hand stick control in the middle with the rudder and right. you're pedaling like crazy and you just don't seem to be going anywhere. Oh man. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was just, cause I mean, we're talking like the first time I tried these, the mm-hmm. late seventies. Uh, the most recent time I've tried these, probably the early nineties. Wow. Um, but it, as far as I can tell in that 20 years or so, there was no advancement. Just to play devil's advocate, we do have to admit it is possible that you have only run into broken pedal boats. That could be. Because, man, I've zipped on those things really? a few times I'm al- allowed to get in them. Yeah. No kidding. Maybe yeah. i got to do this while I'm an adult. You know, like, well, maybe mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, that's a thing. Just didn't have the, the pedal power. Yeah, maybe that's could it. Could be. Maybe, yeah. It, I guess also it depends on who you're sitting with, too. True. you got to be uh, even, right? you, you got to be, be matched. Yeah, you got to be evenly yeah, matched. Or else you're going to have an awesome circle uh, circular pattern on your pedal boat. <laughs> That's right. that, like a one-legged duck. Yeah. You, you know what? Have you ever actually seen that? <laughs> a one-legged? No, no. Have you? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. It's okay, though. Is that a sanctuary, wildlife sanctuary? Oh, okay. That's So right. brought it up a That's notch. That's right. Yeah, good. Um, you know what, though? It may be important for you to – no offense, Scott. Just a little constructive criticism. may be important for you and I to get better at pedal boats and at human-powered vehicles because – uh, they very well may be one of the transportation choices of the future. I'm shaking my head no. I know. No. Nope, I nope. know. You know, I've seen a lot of streamlined bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the kind of put the, the full enclosure. Yeah, that Shaped fiberglass like, shale. Yeah, exactly. Shell. Whoa. Did you hear my Tennessee come out? <laughs> shale. Shale. Yeah, they're, uh, they're enclosed fully and they've got, you know, a little canopy, you know, if you can peek through. Yeah. Look like they're going to tip over, of course. Yes. Um, you know, if you slow down, they will. Some of them will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, there's another one that we'll talk about much, much later that someone's mm-hmm. proposing uh, as another daily transportation solution. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's even more odd than what you might think. I know. I'll leave it to the end. All right. Yeah. It's got a strange name, strange vehicle. This is our bi- That's our big finish. Yeah, that's the big finish. But um, what do you what, have on your what, list? What are you talking about like for daily transportation? You're talking, you're not, you're talking more than just bikes, right? Um, are you saying uh, other, other alternatives like maybe cars, things like that? Okay. Car-like devices? I think I see where this is going. I meant primarily bicycles. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's up your sleeve? Oh, no. I'm, I'm just talking about, uh, I, I was just talking about travel in general and that, you know, I, oh, I can understand yep. bikes being there. I can understand, um, you know, some of these different design bikes, like the recumbent bike, you know, why that's, yeah. why that's beneficial and why, you know, it's a bit better for posture, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, uh, well, what about like the, the, the streamliners, not not streamliners like the the two wheel streamliners, but mm-hmm. four wheel streamliners. In that, you know, have you seen these? They're they're 
human-powered cars, really. But really, you're talking about just a bicycle with a covering. Okay, um, yeah. You know, I've and they've got those, maybe yeah. manual windshield wipers, you know, that you, mm-hmm. you hand crank with your hand back and forth, or, um, you know, maybe an electric motor or something like that. But there's been mm-hmm. a variety of these throughout the decades, you know, where people thought, well, here's, here's my chance to make, uh, you mm-hmm. know, a very efficient car. Uh, what happens is, though, that, you know, they added, added weight to the vehicle, and um, a lot of times they're very efficient. You know, they, of course, they can get around town, no gasoline at all, right. but you're in your own human power, and you've got an extra seat next to you that, you know, you can either have a passenger that helps you pedal, mm. or you can, uh, you know, put a bag of groceries or something there. Sure. But, um, you know, when it comes to a big hill, uh, riding in other traffic, mm. um, getting a license for this thing, mm-hmm. taking it on the highway, you can't mm. do any of that. Going in inclement weather? In- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Weather. Well, that's one thing that they're relatively decent at, but not snow. Right. Uh, you couldn't do it on ice and snow. Mm. Uh, you could do it in rain. You, that's possible. Not great, you know, because you know there's there's very little um, contact patch with the with the wheels on the road. But also, what about the interior? I mean, the, imagine the weight that it adds to put in AC or heating. Oh yeah, no, they don't have anything like that. Yeah. That's the thing is the, these are so bare bones. It's just really a, a fiberglass shell, mm-hmm. a piece of uh, Lexan for the windshield, and uh, you know, of course, all around you'd have to have something like that. It's usually flat because that's the easiest way to build these things i love um, that you know it's lexan man yeah, by the way, stuff like that you know it's just it's just uh i don't know you if you take a look online for human powered cars you're going to find a lot of different things now mm-hmm. you'll find one very recent that's been sort of called the earth day car the earth day project have you seen this thing yeah you're yeah. kind of nodding yeah like, yeah i'm not, I'm not you've, you've seen this what do you think of that um I support Earth Day as as a <laughs> an important celebration and sort of reminder to take care of the planet. Sure. However, I am not the biggest fan of the Earth Day car. Okay. All right. Likewise. Likewise. And uh but I have seen it in use. I've seen a, a YouTube video of the guy that invented oh, yeah. this thing. And uh it looks like it, it can move along pretty good, but he was mm. showing it on flat tarmac, you know, yeah. no problem at all. But yeah. I, I can imagine hills give you a lot of trouble in this thing. Um, it seats up to four people, and they use kind of a rowing motion to get this thing going, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody's kind of rowing, and you sit the, – the back two passengers sit facing rearward. The front two sit forward. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how steering is accomplished in this thing. I didn't watch carefully enough to see that, but um, I did see that he was shifting in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does have some type of gearing. You know, you can use it for getting up hills. Um, and now I believe that there is a, a version of this that has two electric motors added to it. Uh, which can produce up to four horsepower, and if they're if you're just a single rider, which means mm-hmm. you, know, you don't have much uh, much pedal power, I guess, yeah, or if you want to call it that, rowing power, I don't know. Um, you can use it in all electric modes. You can use it like an electric car almost. You know, if you stored the energy in the battery via your your rowing motion, ah, yes, and if you are um, so inclined, you could do it in any combination of. You know, either your own power, human power, mm-hmm. and electric, or or any combination of that. So you could use, you know, uh, electric power most of the time. You could assist it. Or you could do, uh, you know, rowing most of the time and just assist yourself with the electric power, whatever you like. But um, if you're a single rider, you can get around too. Which is weird because technically it's a hybrid at yeah. that point. Yeah, it is. It's a human hybrid vehicle. Yeah, which is strange. It's like a cyborg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it has a 62 mile per hour top speed. That's Which pretty found, good. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty darn good. That's, uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I only saw still photographs of it. Mm-hmm. That's way, way better than I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, you wouldn't think looking at this thing. No, that, you uh, would not think that. Not one bit. But uh, apparently it's, uh, it's, it can get around pretty good. Before we move on, I've got to tell you why I think it's possible that human-powered vehicles could be 
a viable alternative. Oh, look at please. that. Look at oh, that. Please do. A Cheshire grin over yeah. there. I'm, I'm going to do an all right job. You might tear this apart, but you know what? It's all for the betterment of ourselves, our listeners. In heavily urbanized areas, right? We see a higher incidence of bike riders, even skateboarders, rollerbladers, stuff like that. Uh, all of which qualify as human powered vehicles. Even in Atlanta, which Atlanta is not the best city to ride a bike within because we have a lot of cars. But even in Atlanta and even more so in very crowded areas of the world, uh, such as, you know, Beijing or New York, people have to use bicycles because they simply can't afford to own a car and park it, as we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, so given that, more people live in cities now than live outside of cities and that we see that trend continuing, I think in the future we're going to see a lot more people using bicycles. Really? Just a congestion issue then? Mm, congestion and cost because as an individual, you're a lot more likely to spend a couple hundred dollars on a really nice bike than spend time and energy fighting to get a public transportation system or something. Oh, true. Yeah, or park your own vehicle and pay several thousand dollars for a parking spot, plus the cost of the car, of course, which you know is, can be very high. Yeah, um, and insurance levels are high in, in big mm -hmm. cities. Uh, so yeah, I guess I could see owning a car being a very expensive endeavor mm -hmm. um, in in a big city uh, versus owning just a bike where you can carry it up the stairs with you or park mm -hmm. it you know at a bike rack downstairs. I can understand that. I get that. But human. With that, though, that's sort of a long-term argument, mm -hmm. and I'll admit it's depends on some conditions, you know. But we can't we can't gloss over the cons of human-powered vehicles. Well, yeah, so. I mean, one, for one thing, you're riding a bicycle in New York in January, uh, right? You know, good luck with that. Sometimes they get two feet of snow, or Atlanta um, in July. Exactly, yeah. When the humidity is 112 percent, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and the and the temperature is 153 degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, we're dealing with that right now. So, um, yeah, there's there's definitely some cons to human powered vehicles, and of course, if you have one that uh, you know relies on you know one or two people pedaling that car yeah. or that vehicle in some way, and you've got a child with you, mm -hmm. then it's all up to you, and you're carrying whatever weight that entire vehicle is. You don't have two adults with you. That's the downside. Mm -hmm. um, what you, else can you think of? Some you other? are an unreliable source of fuel. True. Because you have no way of guaranteeing a steady stream of energy. True. Yeah, yeah, that's right. True. And uh, you know what? What's you just that? reminded me of one other thing. Human-powered helicopters. You know, I was wondering if one of us was going to bring <laughs> was going to bring. Have you seen up. this? Have you seen the human-powered helicopters? I know. I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen one in action. This is incredible. It's incredible. I've, I've seen some video of this thing. I wish someone would try to get me on one of those, Scott. It's never. Uh, well, of course, you know, there have been human-powered airplanes. Yes. And they've gone great distances, really. Sure. Uh, they're made of very, very lightweight materials and, you know, very, very – I guess you'd just call it flimsy. I mean, I'm they're, not going to get on one. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. They're very, very uh, – I'd say flimsy, but they're well-engineered. They do what they're supposed to do. You right. Know, you yeah. pedal power these vehicles and they go, uh, I believe – boy – Trying to look for a distance here, but I don't see one right off the hand, right off the bat. Um, I'll find it in a moment. But talking about uh, these helicopters, mm -hmm. if you get a chance, go online and take a look at uh, <laughs> this human-powered helicopter. And this is probably not what you're going to expect, but there's one called um, Yuri, I believe. Yuri One, I think it was. Yuri One. I've is that heard the of one? Yuri One. Yeah. Okay. I've do heard you, of it. 
Have you seen it? I have not seen it in I'm gonna, motion. I'm going to show you a quick little picture. I'm going to point it in your direction there. But this thing Whoa. is you, – Okay, you, know, you, you know what you think of a helicopter, right? The blades right. are overhead. Yeah. And there's a structure below and you're kind of in that structure. Not the case with this one. It's just in the center of a gigantic rotor. It's in exactly, and this is in a this is in a gymnasium that's enormous, an indoor gymnasium. So there's no wind at all. An enormous place, like two or three or four ball, you know, ball courts in a row, mm-hmm. um, lots of room. And the rider is sitting in the middle of this big thing. It's got eight blades mm-hmm. that are on on uh, I don't know, looks like supports that go way out to each edge of the every corner of the room. And uh, he pedals this thing in the middle. From this this uh, this platform that he's sitting on, and all eight blades being spinning, and they're not going to contact each other. They're they're timed so that you know they're on they're on gears, gears so they won't yeah. strike each other. But they're eight blades, and the blades are all spinning very close to him, very close to each other. Uh-huh. And uh, the thing does lift up off the ground for, and I think the video that I saw was like twelve seconds or twenty seconds or something like that. Weird, not very long. And he's pedaling like crazy to keep I, it up there. I imagine he but is. But the only thing that kept this one, you know, he could have gone longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I saw in the video, but it looked like it was starting to drift towards one of the walls. Um, uh, and they wanted him to just, just stop pedaling so that it dropped down rather than damage the vehicle. But, um, it can be done. A human powered helicopter can be done. Now this one only went, um, you know, two feet off the ground at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I think others have gone higher, but, um, there is a, a prize that's being handed out for, uh, someone who can develop a human powered helicopter right now. Really? Yeah, there's a, there's a big prize. And it's, it's, you know, in the neighborhood of, you know, quarter of a million dollars or half a million dollars or something like that. It's it's getting that's big bigger, yeah. Because there uh, there's some genuine interest in getting this uh, this project up. Dude, this is such a good segue right here because we also should mention that human powered vehicles have a number of contests and challenges. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cool. not just it's not just the helicopter. The um. HPVA, which sounds like some sort of virus, right? An acronym. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh. Doesn't sound so good. It's the Human Powered Vehicle Association. Oh, okay. And they actually have North American Human Powered Speed Championships. Oh, cool. Uh, to get the fastest, this is from their website, um, to combine the best in technology with the best in athletic ability to obtain the fastest and most efficient human powered vehicles in the water, on land, and in the air. And they've had they've had some luck they've had some good luck I think the uh, let's see da, 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 da. right now the reigning world champion is Sam Whittingham from 2002 who had a recumbent bike with the fiberglass shell that we're oh, talking okay about. a streamliner uh, yeah. a streamliner uh, 81 miles per hour whoa I pretty know. fast what kind of crazy mad scientist engineer <laughs> was building that. You know? Yeah, no kidding. That's got to be pretty fun to ride. I, I would, uh, 81 miles an hour on a bike. Yes, sir. Really and cool. There, there are two land speed prizes currently open. There's the Dempsey McReady hour record for the first single rider to equal or surpass uh, 90, oh, 90 kilometers they have on the website, which mm. Um, translates, let me do the math, 55.924 <laughs> miles. You know what I was just thinking about, about this What's bike? What's that? Uh, oh, yeah, you just did the translation. And, uh, <laughs> very good. The, um, you know, I was just thinking about this bike. What's that? At 81 miles an hour, is that little, uh, you know, the little bell on the handlebars, the ching, ching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that even help you at that point? I don't, I think it tells people behind you what happened. <laughs> when you say, <laughs> ching, ching, passed on the right. Because <laughs> it's after, after you zoom past. Yeah. 
they're they're looking around. They're thinking, "What was that?" And they hear in the distance, "Ching ching." Because of course they're in the city doing this. Because right? of course, yeah, yeah of, course, of you're, course you're breaking the world record in uphill the, in yeah. the city. Yeah, in where the, the stoplights and everything. Yeah, and then uh, there's another one for um, the decimal for exceeding or equaling 70 miles per hour over 200 meters. Hmm, okay. So they, they've got challenges that are specifically geared to promote innovation. Um, you know what? I just found the information about uh, – I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but no. I found the information about the human-powered helicopter competition. Dude, lay it on me. It's, I need it's to know. the Igor Sikorsky human-powered helicopter competition. The inventor of the helicopter? Exactly, which means, uh, of course – you know, they're, they're interested in the human powered helicopter now at this point, mm-hmm. or the foundation is really. Um, so they're offering a $250,000 award to whoever can do this. The goal of the competition is to successfully fly the first human powered helicopter to achieve an altitude of at least three meters during a hover that lasts 60 seconds. That's so, it. Uh, yeah, but there's a, there's a bunch of rules. Oh, you know, okay. there's a whole list of rules, but, um, at least you have to hover at least three meters. For 60 seconds, human-powered only. And uh, for that, you can get $250,000. And there may even be more. I think there's more uh, bonus money thrown in there. Um, pretty Pro- sure there is. I think there are other you know, supplemental awards given as well. Probably like illustration and concept. Yeah, but that's the big one. That's the big one. That's crazy because when I – I mean, when we talk about this, maybe we should have said this earlier. We're talking literally about the first vehicle's ever, which were had to be human powered mm-hmm. out of necessity. And it's amazing to me on a personal level to realize that there's still this wide frontier yeah. of human powered vehicles. Yeah, I mean there's a sanctioning but you've got the sanctioning body in front of you there, the yeah. uh, HPVA or yes, what was that, the yeah. IHPVA. Um that's a that's a sanctioning body for events. I mean it's like uh, it's like the race associations, you know, with the NHRA sponsoring mm-hmm. drag racing or um you know the FIA for for racing Federal, uh, never mind. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I'm just saying that I, I can't believe there's a sanctioning body for human-powered racing. I just had no idea it was out there, mm-hmm. and uh, I just think it's really interesting. I mean, I, I didn't know that it was that competitive. I, you know, I was thinking of getting a bike because, really? yeah, I, I feel like I would you, use it because I live in an area where it is plausible for me to bike to things. You, you take the train, right? I take the train to work now, which mm-hmm. is. Beautiful, by the way. Um, sometimes, sometimes oh, it gets on. a little crowded. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's man, it's so relaxing oh, to okay. be able to read a book in during the time in which I would be stuck in traffic. Okay, uh, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll I don't buy know. That. If I understand. <laughs> I, I think I am kind of kind of putting on some rose tinted glasses. Yeah, you're romanticizing it just a bit. I Roma- think, that's that, the word. That's yeah, the word. Yeah. I'm acting like you never. It never smells bad on there, which it does sometimes. <laughs> I bet. I wish there was like an iPod for my nose, <laughs> but uh, but yes, I've I've been considering getting a bicycle, and I was wondering if you are uh, currently a bike owner. I have one in my basement. In your basement? Huh? Yes, I do. Yeah, you I would do. totally use the go kart. I, first, I dusted it recently, so it's uh, <laughs> it's looking pretty good right now. It has two flat tires. Oh, it's I haven't ridden it in a while, but uh, I used to ride it quite often. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'd probably take the go kart over over the uh, bike at this point. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know, man. Maybe if I could get a hold of that 80-plus mile per hour bike. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, build one yourself. I should. I should just build it. That should be my new job. Yeah, that's right. Week. It doesn't have to be 80. You could go uh, 75. <laughs> don't then, put too much pressure on yourself. <laughs> you know what? I got to aim for the stars if I even want to reach the clouds, man. <laughs> Very good. That was the most cliche thing I've said. 
I think, Scott, are we about ready for the big finish? I think we are. All right. All right. So you ready? This is one of the uh, the strangest human-powered vehicles I've ever seen. Or and The idea at the end of this thing is maybe even stranger. All right. There's something called a Schwieb. Uh, is it a German word? No, it's not. It's a. Uh, it's a. It's from New Zealand. Actually, Schweeb. it's 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 in New Zealand. Okay, you can go schweebing in New Zealand, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. This is a. Uh, it's it's basically a mono. It's a monorail for human powered vehicles, is what they call it, and it's really it's a recumbent bike. And you got to picture this. It's a recumbent bike that uh, doesn't touch the ground. It's in a capsule that hangs below a track, and you ride on the track. Oh, weird. so you're pedaling, and I you're pedaling in this this clear capsule mm-hmm. above ground, with, you know, below a track. You're hanging below it like you know the roller yeah. coasters you'd see that hang below the track. Yeah, and it's a very low resistance, you know, low rolling resistance track, very fast, and it's kind of like a, a sport or an activity there that they uh, they kind of get into. It's like a, a an event, you know, like you know you go to, you go to the water park or something like that. Right. Yeah. You would go schwebing. The Schweeb part. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know what it's, you know, combined with, if it's, you know, a, a mountain attraction or what it is, but, yeah. um, it's, it's really strange. I mean, it's a, it's all in meters here. So they have two 200 meter long tracks mm-hmm. and you write, and the weird thing about these is they kind of crisscross over each other at points and they go next, you know, side by side. Sometimes one will go up, one will stay down, you know, vice versa. That's cool. Um, it's neat. So you can kind of race someone next to you. They can put as many as five on a track. And they actually ride better if you have two kind of bumped up against each other. So if you're on the same track with another one, mm-hmm. it's like the drafting principle in uh, yeah. in NASCAR, I guess. Um, you know, two cars are faster than one car, and it's less it's less effort for two cars to travel than one car to travel, even though they're extremely aerodynamic. I imagine, yeah, yeah, they're really really efficient vehicles. I mean, as far as as the amount of output you have to put into them to go quickly. What a weird word, schweeb. Schweeb. Yeah, that's right. S-C- it's S-C-H-W-E-E-B, schweeb. And um, it says up to five riders per track. Mm. Uh, this lowers this. And you can go up to 45 kilometers per hour. And the pods kind of – what's cool about this is the pods swing out on the turns like the roller coasters do. Oh, that is and cool. And so the faster you go, the more you swing out. And I think they have a maximum of about 60 degrees is what they say. But that's – Swinging out there, that's pretty far. Yeah. Uh, so it's got to be a pretty like, fluid-feeling ride. Oh, man, I want to go sweeping so bad I think now. I do, too, yeah. yeah. You know, there's someone here in the office that has gone. No way. Yeah, yeah, that's how I found out about this many, uh, many, many months ago. I almost thought um, you were going to say many moons. No, no, many <laughs> moons ago, yeah. Now, here's what's crazy about this, okay? So what's remember, it? you can go sweeping in New Zealand. Wait, that's not the crazy part? That's not the crazy part. All right. The uh, the crazy part is that they're looking at this as a pu- uh, possible, I said putrid, <laughs> a possible future transportation device. Really? Well, that's the idea, is that you could uh, someday, and this is the term they use, mm. someday you could go schwebing to work. You know I've got that skeptical expression. Yeah, I know. And you know I'm the same way, but the idea would be that you would have control of your schweeb only at one point where you could pull off onto a side platform. Ah. Either, and I don't know how this would work, if you would just leave the, the pod there, and then continue on your way to your building or whatever. Mm-hmm. It would be like a train stop, only you would you would exit where you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's more like a car system at that point, really. Yeah. But yeah. you would leave your your pod there and let somebody else take it, or you know you have your own, and maybe there's a way that they can they can file them. You know, mm-hmm. you can sh- you can slot them away like in a parking spot, um, and then take the same pod home. I guess I don't know. I wonder but, if there's a way to make group. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. I wonder if there's a way to make group pods 
where there would be where because it seems like it'd be really difficult to have one person using one pod getting out and then whoever's next in line hopping in. Yeah. So you could have like a small family pod or something like that. Right. Yeah. I, I would have, I mean, why not? I bet you'd have to have, you know, they're very, very efficient, but if you've got a bigger pod, you would have to put more effort into it if you were a single rider. Yeah. And I'm such a jerk, man. If I was on, a, if I was in a family pod, you know, yeah. with three or four other strangers yeah. and I see someone not pedaling, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Because that's the thing. Like, you can you can, uh, you can can draft in these, right? Mm-hmm. And they said that there, this article that I read addresses this. They said if, if you're in a group of three pods that are in a row linked up and they're going really quickly, even if the first person stops pedaling, the second person stops pedaling, the third person could keep them going at a relative, you know, relatively reasonable pace. Mm-hmm. Just the one person pedaling for all three because it's much more efficient with three than two or then one rather that's so cool I, I know it's really kind of amazing when you when you look at them and you see these vehicles it looks like a lot of fun mm-hmm. as a recreation event but a recreation i don't know traction yeah but um but if, is it a daily driver i don't think so i don't think it is at least not yet at least not yet i mean but that's their idea is that you know someday you could sweep to work Man, or school you uh you know what you are a man of your word my friend because that really did you got me with that well, one that's a new one you weren't expecting to hear I Schweeb. wasn't I was not expecting to become converted to uh to Schwebian uh ideology <laughs> but here. now it makes you want to take a trip to New Zealand just to do that right I I already wanted to go yeah. this is crazy I wish I could Schweeb over there right now <laughs> that's a long way it's a long way but yeah. the I'll just get two other pods in front of me definitely be an overnight Schweeb <laughs> it's an overnight Schweeb yeah um, I guess that's good for us to end on, man. But we need to ask our listeners if they have any experience, especially with Schwebing. Oh, yes. But you know what? Any other human-powered car. Sure. Or vehicle. Yeah, like a streamliner or mm-hmm. um, maybe you've taken a ride on this this human-powered vehicle that we're talking about, this human car. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. would be kind of interesting because, I don't know, it seems like the guy's friendly enough. He might be uh, offering rides up to people. I know journalists have been on it. Maybe he picks up hitchhikers. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That would be a crazy story. That would be. <laughs> And then also, what's your take uh, out there on the Internet on the idea of human-powered vehicles in the future? Do you think it's a viable alternative? Do you think it'll happen? Um, if so, why or why not? You know you know where we're at. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, carstuff-hsw. Uh, let's see. What else? Blog. We've got a great blog. And we've got the, uh, the website, of course, which has a bunch of different topics all over the place on uh, – Automotive, anything automotive you want to find out. Mm-hmm. And if you have an idea for a future topic, an awesome story, uh, even a restaurant recommendation or a joke, uh, why don't you send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. 
Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.